Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The world is always on the lookout for new drugs, but they're not easy to make. After all, they're so small, so synthesizing them is often an expensive and prolonged process. But what if we could employ a miniature assistant to do it for us? That's what a team from the MRC Laboratory of Molecular Biology have come up with. They've managed to genetically reprogram living cells to produce complex molecules, molecules that no living thing would ever normally produce. I heard how from researcher Jason Chin. We've created cells that act as factories that are able to string together molecules into long chains. These are bacterial cells, so they're based on a common laboratory bacteria, uh, E. coli, and a version of E. coli in which we've actually completely remade the genome of E. coli to allow us to string together different classes of building blocks. Jason, how have you done that? So DNA is composed of four letters, A, T, G, and C, and strings of three of these letters constitute a codon, and these are used to encode natural amino acids. So what we've been able to do is to rewrite the genome by removing codons that encode for the same amino acid. And then we can reintroduce those codons, but now the machinery that reads these codons puts in different building blocks from the natural amino acids. Wow. So is it like you've kind of whittled down the the language of the DNA, kind of 1984 style? You've cut out all the, the fluff, all the words that you don't need. And then once you've got this pared down language, you can take those words that you cut down and say, well, actually, they mean this different thing that I want the cell to start making. Exactly. How fast do your little bacteria work? Are they efficient laborers or or do they take ages to make even a little bit of your polymer? They're very efficient. You know, you can grow these bacteria in a flask and, you know, they double every half an hour or so. And each cell is there producing as it grows. I realize this is very early days, but what's the benefit of something like this compared to another method of synthesizing a polymer? We're really talking about making completely different types and classes of polymers from the types of polymers that you can either make synthetically or that biology is able to make. With synthetic chemistry, we're quite good at making polymers where we string together the same building block over and over again. On the other hand, biology is able to assemble polymers where it controls completely the order in which building blocks are added to the polymer what we've been able to do is to really sort of take the best of biology and the best of chemistry, that is, 
define the order in which those building blocks are strung together to make this chain, but we're able to build the chain from a wider set of chemical compounds, a wider range of building blocks. And we believe that that will allow us to discover a whole range of new properties, not just make the polymer, but think about how we would break the polymer down. So if you think about many of the plastics that we currently use derived from crude oil, many of them we now don't really know how to break them back down. And this is why we have problems with things like uh, bioplastics. But if we can biosynthesize polymers that we will be able to degrade and we can really start to think about how to build a sort of circular system, a sort of circular bioeconomy, if you like, where our polymers are sustainable in the sense that we can bring them back to the building blocks to either make the same polymer again or a different order. You just heard from Jason Chin, and that research has been published in the journal Science.